welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. There we go. Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 432 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Edward Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good, man. How's tricks, mate? You right? Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. The, um, uh, the world is as mad as ever. Um, and I keep thinking <laughs> things are going to get better. And then I keep reading on the news about cases going up again. I think, oh, my God. You know, we need, we need a break from this kind of destructive energy around us. We need some positivity. We do. Yeah. Well, we're talking a bit about that um, today, aren't we? We're talking about... Well, it's your role in life. You're Mr. Positive. Well, yeah, I'm not entirely positive. <laughs> Sometimes I lash out uh, in anger no. online um, no. when things get too much for me. But um, generally, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I mean, most people are when you meet them, aren't they? Nice, happy, positive people that mm. just want to, that just want to, you know, get by and enjoy, enjoy their lives. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that and the role of community within that today. That's the uh, that's what the podcast yeah. is all about. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like it or not, we are going to be living a bit more locally, and we're going to have to kind of rekindle that community spirit, regardless. Uh, in the, in yeah, the yeah. Head. And and we need to. We need to. <laughs> we do. So, we do. so <clears throat> how about you bring the world up to date with what you've been doing, which has been a really good community project. Okay, yeah, well, that's what I've been up to. Yeah, I've been a bit not well. Stress isn't the word, but I've been I've been engaged. Uh, all my energy and time has been put into running an event on Sunday, which took place called the Summer Cycle, the Leverhulme Summer Cycle, which was a a free family event where you show up. You can walk. You could have walked it if you wanted, but it was a you bring your bikes along and explore these kind of hidden private tracks of a of the like some farmland, bang in the mid- middle of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, which we've done, so it's for the second time now, and um, it was great. So we had a bit of rain in the afternoon, um, which was took us by surprise because it was saying it was going to be dry all week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was fantastic. I'll, I'll link to some press coverage we've had, uh, but I think we had four or 500 people come through and uh, some bike mechanics there fixed up loads of bikes and loads of kids with smiles on their faces and people having teas and coffees and cakes and food so yeah all good and you, you need to put up that picture of of your grandmother beryl um, on the back of your bike which is an absolute classic that's uh, that's brilliant yeah how old, is, how old you know she's 92 is 92 my grandma on the back of your bike yeah so uh she, she arrived at the kind of brimstage hall and it's about probably about a mile almost to the where the festival site was as we called it and um, it was quite a gravelly and by that point muddy track, which mm-hmm. I think she, she would have struggled to walk that far. She's a very energetic 92-year-old. Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, obviously no cars allowed on site. So, um, yeah, I had just a vehicle, my electric cargo bike, and she just about managed to get, get on the back, sit on the back, and then off we resumed into the countryside. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the power of the bicycle. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll talk more about the event as as we go along. But um, yeah, what what are your thoughts, Sean, on on community living and its kind of importance in the world of 
like a good mental health. Um, it, it, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it bothers me a lot, actually, that um, in my lifetime, we've gone from big extended families that were part of big communities, and we've kind of shrunk down to these nuclear units with, you know, two adults and two children, um, that kind of thing. And, and we've broken down. We don't interact with the people next door. When I was a kid, people used to leave their door open so that the person next door could come and nick a bowl of sugar if they needed and they'd, they'd return it. But there was no need to lock things up. And now we're all kind of insulated and separated. And that bothers me a lot. Um, and I, I think that the whole COVID thing has um, magnified that hugely as people have started to withdraw um, and withdraw not just from their kind of working groups, but their family groups and their friendship groups. Um, and I'm seeing lots of dis dislocation. And that, that need that I see that we have to rebuild community. And one of the things that I have to um, heap praise on your head for is that um, the thing that you did at the weekend was a massive example of, of community, of people coming together with a common spirit and a common mind, you know, which is what community is. It's commonality, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it and it, yeah, people coming together, supporting each other, having fun, you know, and it's, it's, we're not, we're not doing it enough. And COVID has made it, made me realize how much we're not doing it enough and how much we need to. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was cool on Sunday. I mean, yeah. So it, there were a few kind of activities on that we that we put on so people arrived we raised a thousand pounds for claire house hospice by the way the children wow, brilliant 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 um, i must make a contribution i haven't made a contribution yet is the, the page still open well it, no it was actually for when people arrived we we charged for, for people that arrived well for parking really it was a donation for people that right. um, arrived by car because part of my evil vendetta <laughs> against against cars is that it should parking should never be free i don't care where you are hospitals anything i'm that i'm that kind of like should parking shouldn't be free because it's not free so yeah we charge for parking but everyone loads of people arrived on bikes from bevington and spittle like because i'd kind of pleaded with people to to do that if they could so there'd be enough space for those that did need to drive from further afield mm. and loads of people donated anyway so yeah over a thousand pounds um brilliant all in once it was tallied so it was beautiful and um, and then once they were up there there was there was a kind of a scavenger hunt for kids to do there was amateur dramatics we got we had quite a few volunteers get stuck in with that and there was uh, uh, well, is, well, what kind of amateur dramatics you, well we, we there were two students that one of the organizations that i know another community interest company called Wirral yeah. unplugged I'll, I'll i'll link to them in in, in the links but yeah so it was a, it was a, it was a short play around about the kind of the history of the bicycle relating to kind of women, um, women's rights, kind of late late nineteenth century, early twentieth century. So was that because they couldn't ride bikes because they had skirts? What was the? No, it, I mean they could. So I'll link to some history about it. But the, the bicycle oh. was quite a, an important machine and tool in the kind of emancipation oh. of women. Kind of it allowed it gave them freedom to roam. Oh. So uh, the two two oh. young students, uh, two students gave a short play about that and it was aimed at kids there so they kind of gathered kids around and told this little story about about women wow. and bicycles so it's awesome wow, 
Amazing. Yeah, there is. I think someone was filming it, so I might be able to link to a film at some point. Um, yeah, and we had some music, and then there were loads of people selling, you know, stalls selling tea and coffee and ice cream, and and uh, oh, and one one last person that came is our friend Steve Shotton from Rhythm Reaction. Oh well, oh well, yeah. So I invited yeah. Steve along, and um, you know, paid him obviously for to do some drum drum classes to for kids and wow. adults. Brilliant. So it was awesome. It was really cool. <clears throat> yeah. um, and it just yeah i mean it, yeah i was kind of wandering around luckily there were, we had loads of volunteers that were taking care of the logistics and signing people in and i was able to just kind of walk around and, and just appreciate the vibe and the atmosphere and uh yeah it was cool just seeing people together and you know there are a lot of events around on all the time every weekend that kind of allow people to congregate in one form or another um, so we don't, we know there are, there is a lot of stuff going on, but. <clears throat> but how, how do people know about that? Well, I don't know. People do stuff. To, to, there tends to be a financial cost, doesn't there, to attending a lot of things, whether it be a soft play center or I don't know, a yoga class, that kind of thing. But our event was right. free, thankfully, but um, I don't know. You shouldn't have to pay always, should you, to, to see your mates and have, and have a catch up? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But the thing about community is in a community, you were a community. You had that commonality. You didn't pay to be together. You were just together. Mm. You you saw it a bit. You know that there was a phase when we were having street parties, um, you know, related to royal things or whatever. And and, and that happened for a while. But where the whole street was closed and they had tables in the street and people sharing food and stuff like that. And yep. I would imagine that maybe two, three hundred years ago, people would, would be doing that quite naturally. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we don't do that. We have to make arrangements to be with other people. And then, will you come to the gym with me next Wednesday, rather yeah. than just going and playing and doing and being? Yeah. Are you clear? Three so, weeks on on Sunday, or can I can do anything between twelve forty eight and three forty? Six, I'm clear. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Sorry, I've got to go to the dentist then. I can possibly <laughs> yeah. you've written some you've written a blog about this, obviously, and you've you've kind of got five or six points about what community is. So should we run through those points and we'll see who's yeah, yeah. if they feel they're kind of lacking it or whether whether where the change can be made. <laughs> yeah. Because the first point is about safety. So is community is community ultimately about feeling safe, would you say? Yeah, if you if your street is a community, you know that everyone's looking out for everybody else. Yeah, if your family is a community, or if your um, town or village is a community, you know we're looking out for each other. Um, in our road here, as I look out the window, I can see Bill's um, front door, and Bill is our community watch because Bill knows what goes on in this this lane. Um, he uh, he's got the twitching curtain. But he knows everybody and everything that's going on, yeah. Which is actually really fabulous. It's not him being nosy; it's him caring about the community. Yeah. And there are a few people like that up and down, um, and in a sense, they, they were t- uh, turning a, an empty plot across the road into an allotment, <laughs> and loads of people in the street turned out to help them do it. So, um, the, the guys next door who've got a, a market garden, came up with their tractors and they ploughed the land and stuff so they could do this big allotment. 
you know, and so there, there is quite a lot of community in this street when it's motivated. And you saw it when, you know, when people were going out and doing the clapping for the NHS stuff, you know, and the street turned out and did do it. You know, it was mm. good. It was good. That was lovely. But it's like the thing about when you live in a community, you know that you're safe. I mean, if someone was in, in the process of breaking into a house across the road, I'd go and deal with it because it's what you, what you do. And and you have that sense when you live in a place where people do look after each other, you know, that you're okay. I mean, where you live, you live in that little kind of horseshoe of houses. Does everybody there know each other and look after each other? Yeah, we know each other very well. And, um, yeah, there's, you know, Dot over the way keeps a copy of everyone's key in case or when, when someone forgets <laughs> it or gets locked out. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I came home today and there were three golf balls on our grass in the front. And I know that that's from the people two doors round because they, they've seen that William is getting into golf and he's started, you know, practicing his swing and stuff. And uh, so, so when they take their dog for a walk on the golf course, just across the way, they look for golf, they look for golf balls in the green, <laughs> in, in the rough, sorry. And, uh, yeah, yeah they, they drop them off when they get back. So Wilk and stuff is, is, his golf bag full of golf balls. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, now, now you, 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 you take me back to my childhood because um, in Richmond Park, there was a golf course and we'd come off the council estate and go for a walk around and we would find balls and, and could have been abandoned in the rough. People mm. lost them and we'd find them and then we'd sell them to people in the council estate. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah, we all know each other really well. And yeah, and, and part of my obsession really with which started with trying to make cycling a little bit safer where I live has, has just led me on this mad quest to think about how, how we live and how our houses are like estate housing estates are designed and whether they kind of enable people to get to know each other or whether it's all about you know, parking your car and you drive as close to the front door as you can and qu- quickly getting in before anyone notices, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, sometimes I come back and I can see that there's someone chatting and maybe I'm not feeling in the mood for having a chat or something like that, but you have to because your front door, you have to walk past them. So you, you end up having a chat and you end up really enjoying it, you know, and catching up on all sorts yeah, yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we're building houses the wrong way. We, we kind of, our town, our high streets and our town, little town centers are all focused around, yeah, letting people park far too easily rather than giving space to for community activity for people to kind of get to know each other. And there's the noise as well. You know, I was having a coffee with someone um, just in Bevington today along the road um, to talk about another project and uh, sitting outside because it's really warm at the moment still. And, um, you just can't, you know, you can't hear yourself think just with all the traffic whooshing by and it's just crackers. Like, you know, <laughs> it's mad. Do, 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 do you think that those main streets and towns like that should be pedestrianised so that people are walking and shopping and doing stuff? Yeah, where possible, they certainly should. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, buses or cars and people will need to get through in some way. So, you know, if you drop the speed yeah. limit to 20 miles an hour in, in places where there's going to be a lot of people, yeah, you can mm. you can decrease the noise a lot. Um, so, yeah, mm. we've just got to tame the motor ve- the motor car. Really, that you know, it's a it's an object mm. of desire, isn't it? And you know, for a lot of people, and it was for me as well. So I can see why mm. people enjoy them so much. But they're trashing yeah. the planet, and they're just they're just ruining any sense of community we have in a lot of places. <clears throat> yeah, 
I think it's interesting. I was working with someone earlier on today who has a collection of quite classic cars. And most weeks, uh, they take one car to... They, they have these, um, like, car and coffee clubs where oh, people yeah. go and drink coffee and share <laughs> these wonderful old cars that they've got, you know, sort of classic things going back to whenever. Um, and, uh, and that was quite interesting to me because it was like, hmm, that's a car community. I hadn't thought about that one. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's massive. You know, I went to a, yeah. I went to a classic car show just a few weeks ago um uh, yeah it's look man i can appreciate the engineering you know you know i love old cars and new cars are incredible bits of they're incredible machines but uh i mean to talk about safety as well you know a lot of the main reason that people won't let their kids play out now or walk to school on their own is because there's massive you know suvs whooshing around at 40 miles an hour mm-hmm. um so there's that extra lack of safety which is vital for, for communities isn't it so yeah um, yeah. I'll post I'll post a link to a little video I watched today on YouTube about like what a typical Japanese suburban area looks like, or uh, and um, they seem to do a really good job of not just kind of taming cars, but also creating spaces that they kind of nurture community. They kind of there's like a mixed use to a lot of the areas, so you're allowed to open no. shop. Um, that kind of thing and you know there's there's schools there's parks all within really dense little areas so that everything happens in the same place rather than just a big area of land for houses and then a mile away there's a big area of land for all the shops and then a mile from that is the is where the school is it's it's all kind of on top of of each other there's a a japanese word which is wa wa which i love and and wa means harmony but it's personal harmony so that I have a wah. So if you come and shout at me, you disturb my wah. Yeah. Now, that, that idea of wah as harmony was um, related to communities. So that if you lived in a village, the village had wah. And if you disturbed the village's wah, you'd actually committed a crime. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that idea about having those kind of areas in that you live in, where, where your responsibility is to preserve the war of your neighbours and to look after them is really important. So in, in the days when they had, you know, the, the paper houses with the paper walls, you ever seen the Japanese? Really uh, old, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. And because you could hear the person snoring in the house next door, I guess, that that whole, whole issue about, um, you, the, the law was you must not disturb the wire of your neighbours, which would mean you don't need to argue with, in, you know, with people in your house, so that you're going to disturb the wire of the people next door. Cool. You know, and I love that because because there are times when I've had a rough day, and Rio said to me, "Are you okay?" I say, "Oh no, my wire's all over the place. You know, my personal harm is disturbed." Yeah. Um, yeah. And in a good community. We look after everyone's war. And so we have that harmony between us. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, part, part two of your tips or kind of like bullet points for what community is, is about your community being a big family. So I wonder what percentage of people view their neighbours as part of their family, you know, and obviously not in terms of like blood relatives, but being part of an extended family that they can rely on for for. All yeah. Things that they might yeah. need help with, or just advice on stuff, or just someone to talk to every now and again. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and and that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because 
in, if, if anyone that's listening to this thinks about the people that are in their road, street, lane, whatever it is, um, how many of them could they go to if they had a problem? Or how many in there would come to them and say, you know, could you help me? Yeah, because to me, that, that's a real sign of community. If you know that you could say to someone, you know, help, and they would respond, that's community. That's good. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's a, um, and, and yeah, I mean, my kids as, as well, they, they, they've got good friends across the road, so we kind of trust our lads to kind of be able to cross a little, um, well, the, the road on their own and, you know, look both ways and all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Which is quite a big step, really, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. And giving them that extra little bit of freedom as well, I'm mm -hmm. hoping – um, we'll kind of serve them well later in life, but, but, you know, given that there's probably not many kids at their age now, especially Jacob, who's six, that, that are allowed to just kind of leg out the front door and run across the road and go and knock for their mates and come back, yeah, in, yeah. come back in a couple of hours when they're, when they're done, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, whereas when I was a kid on the council estate, you, you'd go out for, you know, the day. You're, you're out there for the day playing with your friends and whatever. Um, and just having a good time, you know. But no one was worried about, you know, <gasps> oh, my God, we're all going to be run over, killed, or, you know, abducted or whatever. People just went out and played. Yeah, yeah. I've just – YouTube viewers might have seen me just waving then. So <laughs> another little example. So our back garden, we've got a gate in the, in the side, and then you can get into a, a wooded area in the back. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a scout hut or a beaver hut in the woods. So on. Um, and, and our youngest has just started and so is the lad from across the way so our neighbour has just let themselves in our, our, our back garden and walked through and just gone through the yeah. gate <laughs> and I've yeah. just waved to them like yeah go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah you know you don't even you don't, they don't have to knock to ask they just know that it's cool and uh, yeah <clears throat> yeah but that's community isn't it you know they know because th that communal communication has gone on yes you know yeah, yeah. Everyone, I need to. I should. I should organise tours of like podcast listeners and local people that are interested of like where I live. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You all need to yeah. come and see this. This is how we should be building houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And interestingly, there are no cars around your house. No, sometimes they, we kind of allow people to bring them up to kind of pack and load up if they go on a holiday or. Yeah, yeah. Extra, extra yeah. heavy items, but it's very rare that, anything, that a motor will come up to the front door. Um, yeah, yeah. Frowned yeah. upon. Brilliant. Rightly so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Point three in your, your blog is about exercise. So what's, how come you're highlighting that? Well, that, that's, that, 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 that's your world, isn't it? Because it's like um, if, you get, if you walk from your door to your car and then you walk from your car to your place of work and then your place of work to your car and then your car to home, it's like you don't actually get any exercise and move anything. And the whole idea about using bikes <clears> is very real um, because you're actually moving your body rather than just sitting down all the time behind the wheel. Um, but the other thing is that the idea of moving your body, getting exercise, most people are going for the 10,000 steps to get a day. Actually, the original research, as I understand it, said it should be 15,000 steps a day. But most people... Uh, doing the research, so people would never accept that, so it's reduced to 10, which is okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we mm -hmm. know that if you move your body, your brain releases positive endorphins. 
So it takes about 20 minutes. So say, say you were walking from your house to the train, saying it was a 20-minute walk, yeah? Your brain would be releasing positive feel-good endorphins. Amazing. Now, you get off the train the other end, and you walk into your workplace, 20 minutes, endorphins. You're feeling really good. Your mood's up, yeah? If you're in the car, and, you know, and there isn't that kind of walk in either end, you don't get the buzz, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and on a bike, you're going to get it anyway. You know? You're going to get a big old buzz, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, yeah, I talk about bikes a lot, but yeah, walking is walking's kind of the still the undisputed heavyweight champion of of transport. You know, it's just it's massively underrated. You can you can walk a lot further. It, it in. makes me laugh because <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, I know I'm a hundred years old, but when I was a kid, no nobody had cars. I mean, there are very few cars on the council estate, and most of the men would get on a bike to go to work. You know, they'd cycle to work. There, there were men that cycled from where we lived on the in, on the south of the river right into the city. They'd cycle in the morning. It would take them like an, over an hour to get to work, but they'd, they'd do it on the bike and, it, and all weathers, you know, summer, winter, whatever. And no one ever questioned it. There was it was a bike, a bus, or a train. Yeah, it, it was only later that people had cars. And then the problem was the streets on the council estate were never uh, designed for cars, so that the, all the, the streets were then clogged up then because of the mm-hmm. cars. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah you got to keep moving. Back to yeah. the future. Yeah, hopefully that'll be on its way back. I can highly recommend it. Um, yeah, and uh, point four is, 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 well, cars have an in- environmental impact, but you, you talk about the, the environment of our community and kind of cleanliness as well. Yeah, and in uh, this area, we have two things going on. We have the, um, the Morton and Bloom Society. So there's people that are actually going around putting flowers all around our community so that wherever you go, there's a street sign, there's flowers underneath it. In the middle of the road, on, on a crossing, there's flowers. And and you see people going out and doing it, and there's, it's a thing they do for free because they love it, which is great. But also there's the, what they call the wombles. So they're the Wirral Wombles that are out litter picking and, uh, and getting rid of all the rubbish in the street, making sure the streets are clean. And I got two views on that. One is, isn't it amazing that people do that? And that's fabulous because that's community. But what kind of, of unbelievable human being just dumps their rubbish? Mm. You know, because they don't feel a part of the community. They just feel that they can dump their stuff. I was in a car park. A guy pulls up in a car, leans out of his door and empties his ashtray full of fag ends and stuff on the car park floor and then closes his door and drives off you know so it's like i don't want this pollution in my space but i'm going to throw it on the floor so it's in your space yeah what kind of mind and emotion does that that's that's not community mind that's like i me mind sod you kind of attitude which is horrible Did, did you catch in the news that down at bidston just down the road from us that someone had dumped all this rotting food underneath the motorway. Well, it, like they reckoned it was, they reckoned it was like nine, 
nine trailers full or something. Huge yeah. industrial scale. I didn't realize it was food waste, but um, yeah, I did see. Yeah, that was horrendous. It was all, it was all rotting stuff. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. I mean, massive what, job what, to do that. What kind of person does that? You know, you must really not care about other people to do that. That's just yeah. bad. That's, yeah. It's, yeah, it was beyond awful that. And it does, it kind of, um, it kind of reveals a, a kind of a deep sadness that goes to right to the heart of society, really, doesn't it? Or to that individual, especially. And to, yeah. to, yeah, to get to the stage where you think that's an acceptable thing to do. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he know. I'm sure he, I say he, it's probably a he or a she, um, knows it was, you know, an awful thing to do. But yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It just boggles my mind. We did an interesting little experiment. Um, so two years ago, when we first ran our summer cycle event, we we forgot to put any bins out. Just we didn't have it on the list, um, and it was on the kind of feedback form. Oh, there were no bins to to put our stuff in. And but the next day we went back, and there was no litter anywhere. Literally not one scrap. So this time, um, this time we actually expressly put it in the uh, the FAQs about there will be no bins on site. Please take responsibility for your rubbish and take it home. Uh, and I went back the next day, kind of in, in, like like keen to see, and I found one napkin, one paper napkin, and that was it. Not one other bit of litter. And we had, yeah, we had about six hundred people on the day, uh, or you know, all buying teas and coffees and sandwiches and um, ice cream and cakes and yeah, one little bit of litter. So uh, again, I, I've just got this mad theory that like bins create more waste. <laughs> <laughs> and more well, there, there is some research that shows that that if you put a bin in a lay-by um it overflows and gets the rubbish goes everywhere whereas if there's no bin there people tend not to dump their rubbish yeah you know which would suggest to me that most people do have a community mind yeah it's just that odd person who wants to dump that rubbish under the motorway or empty their, yeah. their ashtray you know and I think maybe because it because we were in a, it, the the event was in a beautiful part of the world, um, yeah. People, you know, don't want to don't want to spoil that, and they, so mm. it's that sense of community and cleanliness. Even though it's not somewhere where people live or we're going to stay the night or spend mm. more than a couple of hours, it was like, oh, I don't I don't want to leave this place looking horrible. So yeah, uh, yeah it's really yeah. cool. That's um, good. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. very nice. And then the last point yeah. is is about kind of all this has been ultimately. A, uh, a natural stress reducer for that's what good yeah. that's what community is yeah and and when when people feel supported and they know they're safe their anxiety levels drop so their stress hormones drop which means there's all kinds of things in that that sound quite dramatic when you say it but it's like levels of mental health disturbance drop levels of things like cancer drop because a lot of those things are anxiety and stress related. It's a bit like in uh, agricultural communities in Africa and in bits of Asia um, where they have no industrialization and don't have all this wild, isn't it amazing stuff that we have over here. They have very low levels of uh, mental illness and very low levels of things like cancer, um, you know, relative to what we experience. Um, and I think that whole kind of community, communal, looking after, caring, is so amazingly supportive to the person, but it's supportive right down to the cells of your body because wow. you're relaxed and you're calm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. as soon as you start to develop mm-hmm. stress hormone because you're anxious and worried, you know, it, it's a bit like, uh, like I say, when I was a kid, people used to leave their doors open or unlocked. Yeah. Uh, and now, if you don't lock something down, someone's going to steal it. You know, what's the level of anxiety? Mm. You know, um, yeah. I, it, it's funny because uh, the other day, uh, well, the other night, an alarm went off. Now, I don't know whether it was a house or a car, but the alarm was going off somewhere around here. And it and it's it's like it made me think that in the stillness and the quiet of the night, people have to alarm things because we're so worried about losing stuff because we've got so much material stuff to hang on to. And it's like, oh, and oh, the anxiety that comes from all that. Yeah. You know? I, um, yeah, I don't know what your security setup is, but I think people have gone a bit too nuts with all that. I mean, we've, we haven't got, I don't want to kind of give away our trade secrets, but um, we haven't got an alarm on our house. We've got one of those fake boxes things that's been on since we moved in that it doesn't do anything. <laughs> We've got no alarm systems. We've got no CCTV. Um, we've got a back gate now. As of for about a year and a half, we didn't have, even have a back gate because it was dis- disintegrating. Um, the bikes are never locked up. Uh, although my massive, very expensive e-bike does have a GPS tracker on it, um, and I do lock that in the shed at night. Yeah, so that that one does have a value. <laughs> but um, and I think recently we we went on holiday for two weeks um to northumberland and didn't lock the patio door not like deliberately but we got home and i realized that the patio door had been open the whole time (laughs) if only i'd known (laughs) yeah um yeah so i don't know i mean i do know people that have been burgled a lot of times it's weird and but you know and maybe at some point we will and i'm sure it'll be a harrowing experience because i don't like the idea of someone rooting around our stuff and all that um but yeah i don't know man there's, there's so much security you can do now isn't there any like with cameras and alarms on every window and door it just seems like you know it just seems like there's a lack of trust and that is not a healthy thing you know yeah yeah now we have uh razor wire machine gun towers and searchlights but apart <laughs> from that we're completely cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> I actually was burgled. I, um, I, it was God many years ago when I was in Devon. I came back from playing a gig on, uh, on Dartmoor, came back in the early hours in the morning. And when I, I used to go in the back of the house and it looked old. And I, then I realized that they'd gone in through the back door and they'd hit it so hard they'd taken the frame out. The old back door and the frame had gone. Wow. And I had a, a, a big guitar collection like 12 guitars or something, they'd all gone. And I had a record collection that went back to 1962, that had all gone. All my stereo equipment had gone, everything. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was quite a shock. That was quite a shock. Yeah. That's a that's um, a fine, isn't it? I mean, yeah, again, I'm, I'm, again, I've never had a bike nicked. You know, in the world of cycling, apparently at some point everyone has a bike, has to have their bike stolen, and I've, uh, I've managed to avoid that so far through good fortune and i've got a lock for my bikes but um i haven't got like mm. multiple systems going on and uh, i used to have a really mm. crappy old bike that was that bad that it was unstealable because there was just no point and i used to just leave it unlocked you know at the station all day and it would just still be there when i got back <laughs> that, that's like the ultimate insult isn't it? like no one wants to steal your bike because it's yeah. such rubbish 
yeah. I do have a nice one now, and I do lock it up quite quite well. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I I I've got a, a secure lock on mine when I'm out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, all right, we'll 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 finish things up now. But I mean. Yeah, well, what's your resource of the week and what are your final kind of tips on people might be listening thinking that they they don't live in a, a healthy community or there's things that they can do to to change it? Is it about getting stuck in and changing things yourself? Yeah, but, but it, it's down to um, who do you know in your road? You know, go and say hello to people, get to know them. It's like community is about communication. It's the same word, yeah. you know. Community, communal communication, um, and it's, it's that safety, sharing, belonging, and identifying. Yeah. Now, I, I've put up a, a, my resource is about how to create your own community. It's called Disciple, um, but it's an app. And the reason I put it up is because lots of communities that are being developed at the moment are being developed online. And although I'm saying we really need to create physical communities and regenerate physical communities, because people are creating community online, you need to do it in the right way if you're going to do it. And, and it's, it's a good kind of resource that to look if you're going to create an online community, how do you do it? Mm. No. Cool. Because it, right. it's, it's going to go that way more and more, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. And yeah. you know, yeah, it's, I mean, I've met some just on through Twitter mainly, I've met some really awesome folks in the world of kind of like yeah. cycling advocacy that I feel like I, I know really well. And there's quite a good community there that I can. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm lucky really that I've got this kind of brilliant neighbor neighborhood set up, but also, yeah. yeah, online as well. So, wherever I turn, yeah. there's people that I can, you know, rely on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the important thing is the relying, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll link to the, the, that video about the Japanese um, community yeah. set up that is really interesting, actually. Yeah. Lots, to, lots to learn there about how we why de- design yeah. our towns and cities and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Sean, are you, are you happy? Are you okay? okay. I am happy. I will see you next week. Yeah. Okay, mate. You take it easy. Take care. See you, see everyone. Ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.